Let's bring in Jay Jacobs, U.S. Head of Thematics and Active Equity ETFs at BlackRock. So uh, can you feel it in the air, Jay? Did everything change last week with that cool inflation print? It sent us in the right direction, especially for growth stocks. But I think the reality is we're still going to have high inflation. We're still going to have persistent inflation. We're still going to have rising rates. And that means that the market that we're in today and the market that we're likely to be in for 2023 is certainly not what we had in 2020 and 2021. So the strategies that worked a couple of years ago, we don't think are the strategies people should be following uh, in the year ahead. Okay, so uh, there is gonna be some changing of the guard here. Uh, is the money flows that you see into the ETFs reflecting that? Are, are people doing, uh, uh, you know, acting differently than they did? Maybe even say like the summer where we got that rally? Because for a minute there, in the summer bear market rally, it was like, we, everybody thought things were going back to normal. All those tech and high beta names went up. They didn't, of course, go very far, and they came back hard. So does this uh, moment in time look like a bit of a different window than even that uh, uh, rally back did? It is. We're, we're seeing money flow into two places. I think one is if you look at long-term structural themes that are more at the value end of the spectrum rather than growth, that's where we've seen a lot of flows coming in. So that's uh, that's companies like infrastructure companies that are building you know, roads and airports and, uh, and highways in the United States. Um, we've seen a lot of money coming into that space this year as people see the long-term tailwind of the Infrastructure Investments and Jobs Act, but also these are a little bit more value-oriented companies. The second is within tech, we've seen a lot of flows into cybersecurity, um, and I think it's a little bit of the same story. Yes, you know, tech generally tends to be growthier, but cybersecurity, this is not a moonshot technology that isn't proven. It's an adopted technology that companies are spending billions of dollars on a year, so it's more profitable and likely to weather the economic storm that we're seeing right now a little bit more comfortably. Okay, so uh, across the board uh, today, uh, there's still a little bit of red kind of lingering, but we continue to buy some dips. What's the, uh, where's the, uh, the cash flow coming to? Can you give us an idea what's the most popular ETF? I know you guys got a lot right now. It's like picking children, but uh, where do you see the cash going? Our infrastructure funds have been uh, really uh, grabbing a lot of assets this year. I think it's about mm. over a billion dollars across our U.S. infrastructure and global infrastructure funds. But more recently, we are seeing a little bit more in tech. So um, a little bit in robotics recently have been seeing a, a recent uh, change in trajectory. Also, just broadly, XT, our Exponential Technologies Fund, which looks across several different tech funds, uh, several different technologies, we've been seeing inflows there too. So investors are getting choosy. They're not just all going in one direction anymore, just loading up on growth like we saw in 2021. People are looking at narrow sleeves of growth opportunities going forward. Okay, the uh, infrastructure fund looking pretty good right now. Kind of looks like the way the Dow is uh, rallying in a big way, trying to break through uh, the uh, downtrend that's been there. Is this uh, a theme that needs uh, more spending from the government or have we reached a point, Jay, where there's like a natural comeback in the infrastructure economy that doesn't need some big political uh, uh, catalyst behind it? No, the government plays a huge role in, in uh, infrastructure spending. So we obviously had the $1.2 trillion IIJA Act passed in 2021. What that means in 2023 is about $110 billion is likely to be spent by the U.S. government on infrastructure. That's in addition to anything that happens at the state or local or private level. So that just provides a level of ballast for infrastructure. You know, we don't know what kind of economic environment we're going to be in next year. And certainly if we saw a, a bad economy, you might see people pulling back on, you know, renovations or construction or, you know, companies starting big projects. But if the government is there with $110 billion, it provides a bit of a floor on those companies. So it gives us that tailwind of 
more infrastructure spending, but also that stability in the near term if we don't know what's going to happen with the economy. Mm. Okay, uh, now some of the other sectors that I think about as being winners uh, that uh, have demonstrated themselves so far that aren't sort of speculative comeback plays, healthcare has been one of them. What do you guys see in there in terms of interest? So which funds do you think capture uh, the environment that we're in right now? There's been a lot of outperformance, especially from some of these big pharma names. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I think people have forgotten about healthcare a little bit. I mean, maybe we're all just burnt out uh, from the COVID pandemic with healthcare, but the reality is healthcare marches on. Uh, and there's a lot of pharmaceuticals that are in stage two, stage three trials, could even see FDA approval in 2023. And suddenly it goes from an R&D expense to something that's generating a lot of revenue. So looking at genomics and immunology or IDNA ETF, there's several different um, new breakthrough medicines that we're very excited about and things like CAR T cells, uh, things like mRNA-based vaccines, which could be used for uh, potentially even curing the flu going forward, uh, as well as our neuroscience ETF, IBRN, which is looking at drugs like the one we just saw that has uh, the first major treatment for Alzheimer's in 20 years. So we're really excited about some of these medical breakthroughs and think the market has kind of forgotten about health in the last six to 12 months. Yeah, I think it's um, starting to remember now, uh, as uh, to your point though, it seemed like it had been sort of a pure limited uh, COVID trade to some degree, now kind of broadening out to uh, the other big diseases, of course, that have been an issue long before that. Uh, so we're seeing BMED, INDNA uh, come up off the lows, rally a bit here. Are they gonna be more connected to uh, like, uh, what's the mid cap, mid small cap versus big cap? Because when I see like the broad healthcare, I know there's obviously a lot of non-biotech stuff in there that's been doing well, helping out, keep near the highs. But with BMED and INDNA coming up off the lows, where's that gap coming from in performance relative to the general sector? I, mean, I think you hit it on the head. I mean, the small and mid-cap companies are usually those pure play biotechs that right. are focused on maybe one, two, or three drugs specifically in the genomic space. So compared to you know the top-line pharmaceutical companies, which have a pretty wide library of products they're selling, uh, the small caps are really targeted, and that's where we see the exciting tailwinds in these in these uh, in these drugs. Where if we see an approval, you could absolutely see strong performance in one of those companies, and they would be driving the fund forward. Got it. Okay, Jay, thanks uh, for the update on what you guys are seeing. Appreciate the insight into the BlackRock suite of funds. Always helpful to understand uh, what folks are interested in at any given moment. Appreciate it. Jay Jacobs, U.S. Head of Thematics and Active Equity ETFs at BlackRock. Infrastructure, healthcare, are two of the big themes working right now.